everybody, welcome to Boss Fresh Podcast. I'm your host, the excellent ABC. Joining me, as always, is the wise Wisconsin, Mr. Jesse Douglas. How's it going, man? Hey, um, yes, everybody, um, we kind of recording this one a little bit late, but we have a great discussion that we're going to have with news. Uh, there's a lot of games that we have been playing. Um, Corey and Ray weren't able to make it. Um, they are handling a lot of things at this time, uh, but they are spending time with family and getting the rest that they needed. So hopefully the team will be back next time or next episode and, you know, we discuss some more things because, man, there was there was some heat this this week. There were some ups and some downs and some anger. <laughs> but we are all pulling through. So before we get into anything, gotta get this housekeeping. You can follow us on Twitter at Bosch underscore Rush underscore Gangs. Not, but I think Corey ended up changing it. So you can follow us at Bosch Rush Gangs. I believe it's now the new Twitter page. Yeah. Bosch Rush Gangs, all one word now, is our new Twitter. And on Facebook and Instagram at Bosch Rush Gangs. Join our Discord, Xbox console community, and our Destiny clan. Also, live shows have returned. Just off for this episode. Join us live on Mixer and Twitch at Boss Rush Games Live. All one word to chat with us live on air. You can also find all of our content at BossRushGames.com. Pilot Play Revamp, our seasonal Let's Play show, is is almost close to the end. We we still got two um, more episodes to show you guys, which is Resident Evil 3, and hopefully we can give out um, Halo uh, Reach. Uh, we are going to be trying to work some things to make that happen but um resident evil 2 remake is um um is recorded we just all got to do halo reach so hopefully you guys will be able to look forward to that uh you can go to marshridgegames.com saturdays uh for the season uh and you can check out games like devil may cry 5 resident evil 2 remake spec out line monster hunter and more twitter does what games you want to see in the upcoming seasons um, Arsenal X also has returned everybody. You can check them on podcast services on Wednesdays. Join us on Sunday nights, Arsenal for the pre-show, the live podcast recording, and some multiplayer Xbox fun on Mix and, uh, Mixer and Switch. Also, remember to check out our family shows, podcasts, and videos on YouTube.com slash games podcast services, and of course on BoshRushGames.com. And yes, everybody, there's going to be more content coming on. Um, you guys might not see, <coughs> sorry about that. You guys might not see Arsenal X this week. Um, there's a lot of news and stuff that's coming for that show. Um, so we wanted to get make sure that we got all our ducks in in row or in order. But hopefully next week you guys will be able to catch uh, all new ep- uh, Arsenal X live. Um, so you guys could check that out uh, when it goes live. And I know I mentioned the uh, Discord and Xbox console community in our Destiny clan. Uh, we really got to try to start reaching out to you guys because we really do want to play uh, with you guys, different games and everything. So we are going to be trying to reach out to everybody who will want to play. Um, I definitely, if you guys want to play with me or play with Jesse, like in Modern Warfare, you guys could do that. Or even Fortnite, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. 
and stuff. Like, I would love for people to play with me with Destiny, uh, not Destiny, under Division 2 and some other games. I'm all for it. I, I need teaching in Overwatch because I've never played Overwatch. So I won't be like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, and, and later on, hopefully, we can all get together and do some Bleeding Edge um, and definitely some Halo because... If you guys check back, me, Corey, and Jesse play Halo, all do Halo 4 and Halo 5, and we had such a ball. And the multiplayer for Halo 5 is so good, dude. Yeah. It's so much fun. And so it would be it would be cool while we are in this quarantine time that everybody would come together and just have a wonderful time and connect and talk and stuff. But we're going to get into some gaming get down. Jesse, I'm going to hand it over to you. What games have you been getting down to? All right. So um, I've been playing quite a few things. Uh, I did, you know, get Resident Evil 3 uh, early before it released and and downloaded it and everything, pre-downloaded it. And so I did start that and... um, like I was, I was a little surprised to see that the uh, the pod or the um, the demo was was pretty different. Like it's almost like they 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 cut up the game uh-huh. and they 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 did it out of order. They did parts of it out of order, so it like it set a complete completely different kind of uh experience um yes but basically what they did is they kind of cut like pieces from like the earlier beginning and then kind of mixed pieces of it with with some of the later stuff and and then you know like kind of just made this weird like like different cut of of the game of that section and mm-hmm. and made it made it a different experience like basically what they did is they wanted you to be able to uh experience nemesis uh without having to go super far into the game to experience yeah. him so they so they basically they kind of took part of the beginning and then and then they uh spliced in the the point when he kind of like one of the points that you interact with him um, so I've been enjoying it a lot. It's definitely much more difficult, um, just because like he is seriously like he is crazy hard. Like when anytime you have an uh, encounter with him, um, like you really gotta like you know be aware of your surroundings. And um, kind of use the couple of little things that mm-hmm. that you that you kind of have uh, to your advantage, and um, like like there's these uh, these like generators that are sparking, and if you shoot them when he's close by him or if zo- uh, zombies are close by, it will it will explode in a, like a big electrical shock and it will mm-hmm. shock ev- everything in in its radius. Um, of the explosion so you do that and then you like you can get him where he'll be shocked for a little while and and it will give you enough time to get enough of a a head start away from him that he can't just like run you know like run up to you because he moves really quick in this and he's got this this uh the big like uh like tentacle thing that he uses like a tentacle whip yeah and he can like you could be like super far away from him and he'll whip that tentacle and grab you and pull you back 
uh, to him. So he's like super hard, man. It's and he's constantly there's uh, there's all different parts once he he arrives on the scene. Like there's a whole bunch of parts where he anytime you go outside, basically you have to worry about like worry about encountering him and you got to worry about where he's going to show up because like he also can do this like super jump where he just like jumps like 30 feet in the air and then hey. like fly and then flies in front like lands right in front of you blocking like blocking you from progressing and and so like my my uh experience and like this is like kind of like a little um like a strategy thing so Mm -hmm. so you're so you'll get you'll find grenades throughout the map and what i and what i suggest people to do is this is what i did is just hold on to those and and only use them for when he first appears because if if he appears and then you quick throw one of them at him uh, like it will, it will stun them for a lot longer than the electricity stuff does. Yeah. And so what you want to do is do that. And then every time you, you, uh, you blow them up with a grenade, um, he drops, he drops a case, a suitcase thing, and then quick grab that before you move on. Because that usually I've, I've had a bunch of upgrade uh, upgrade pieces in in those suit those cases that he drops when he gets blown up yes. um and then you can th- those are used to upgrade your pistol so like i think one of them gave me a silence a silencer uh one of them gave me a larger clip i think that lo- allowed me to hold like 40 or 30 shots or something like that yeah. like it ex- extends your pistol clip quite a bit and then like uh you find there's like in the beginning of the game there's a um there's a a, a safe or whatever that's got a, a laser sight for your pistol so i think basically after you explode him a couple of times you you fully upgrade your pistol uh from all the pieces he drops he also so like after that after he drops all the pieces that upgrade your pistol yeah um then it just starts i think just being random things or things that are useful like shotgun ammo or whatever whenever uh-huh. you blow them up so so yeah like early on in the game like to the point of where i got i think i ended up having like finding all together like five or six uh grenades and you know every time i would throw one when he was coming at me to to stop him and then he would you know he'd drop stuff or whatever or maybe no i think i blew him up like four times i i know people have been saying that it's kind of it's a shorter game than re2 like people beat it some one of my friends beat it in six hours and 38 minutes and then i think he went back or another person went back and beat it in like four hours and stuff and it was just like dang i'm like i i thought resident evil 3 was longer almost the same length as 2 because weren't you so weren't you supposed to be going to the police station at the same time they go to the police station or after uh they go to the police station i I believe i believe it's technically i think it's after but well the thing is is though to remember as well as um, you know, with two, you're playing as two different people. So, right. like, to to get the full game, you've got to play through, you know, with each character. 
Whereas this one, I think it's about as long as what a one playthrough would be in that in two. Okay. Um, you yeah, know, we, like because two and three is ha- Resident Evil two and three is happening at the same time. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Be- because it was just like there were some sections in in three that some of the parts that she went to were already soft because of what they did in two. Yeah. What uh what uh Claire and Leon did in two. So yeah. was it Claire and Leon? Yeah, because this is Jill mm-hmm. Valentine. Um yep. so when you go through the police station, and this is the old version, not the new, I don't know the new version. Um there were some things that you would go through the same area with that because I think after Resident Evil 2, three when three came out, they would like some of the same assets they use, they reuse some assets, and so it made the development shorter. Mm-hmm. Uh, for it. so I was wondering if I'm like, I wonder if that's the same thing in this new one. Yeah, I think I think it kind of goes along the same lines where you're playing, you're going, you're starting out in a different part of the town than where mm-hmm. the you know than two started. Um, and and then as you're progressing, um, you kind of then you end up eventually at the at the uh, police station, I believe, is how it how it happens. Because I think, <clears throat> yeah, I think like where I'm going, I think right now I'm probably close to going to the pl- to the uh, police station. I'm not sure. Um, I'm in the sewer part right now. Um, okay. Where where I ran where you run into like these like. People call them alligators, but to me they look more like a mix between uh, um, the Demogorgon from Stranger Things mixed with like a frog almost. Uh-huh. Because yeah. they, they've got like more like rounded, uh, you know, like rounded, big rounded faces, like a, almost like a frog. Um, I don't know, like I because I think in the original they may have been like an alligator type thing, but they definitely do not look like alligators in this. But man, the, that part that is super hard because <clears throat> like I don't like like this game does like like the fir- like two was really good with uh, making it where like you always were running low on ammunition and mm-hmm. and and you know and health and stuff like that but you'd always like there'd always be something to regain your health but like there is a couple of encounters with uh with mr x or whatever uh or nemesis or whatever that uh that were like super super like he just annihilates you like and if you get hit like with one of his big attacks like Mm -hmm. once it basically knocks you from like full health like all the way down to like uh um, you know like critical or something like that like it's insane i'm just playing on normal so like it's definitely is uh is way harder and it's and it's so much different of a of a game type than than two is, like it's well, much it's much more actiony. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. They they was just like three feels like more of an action game than yeah. a suspense like two. Yeah, um, well, it, it definitely is suspenseful. Like I feel like even more than two was. Like um, it it's much it's much better at at like keeping you stressed out all the time and mm-hmm. like putting you on edge and stuff um 
because like because he's just relentless when he's uh hunting and, you down and and that's the i think yeah that's the suspenseful part is because of the nemesis his the nemesis yeah. himself yeah. It, yeah it's not really the zombies or anything yeah. else it's just yeah, like the zombies are more of just uh um an obstacle to get through to try to get away from him like yeah. like the the focus is barely like the zombies you know are barely a focus in this they're just in your way basically in this game um but like i'm enjoying it it's it's uh like i said it's definitely it definitely can be uh difficult at times Mm -hmm. um but it's kind of like sorry it's kind of like a um like a dark souls or or something like that where you just gotta figure out like a good strategy to you know to jump over the hurdle that you're that you're given with but once you figure out your strategy and you Mm. get through it then you can push on and then usually it's you know like still challenging but not like super difficult it's kind of it it will have its lulls to kind of get to give you a false sense of security and to like you know, like, oh, that part's done for now. But then all of a sudden, you know, like, you might go back outside and then it starts all over again. And that's like, uh, like, because, yeah, when when you hear him, like, the doosh, 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 like, running at you from mm-hmm. behind, it's it's intense, man. That game is so intense. Like, all the time, it feels like. So. Yeah, I think once, like, if you beat it and you get the rocket launcher, like, if you get, like, unlimited rocket launcher ammo... Yeah. Every time you see him, you just be like, bam, 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 and he's down. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, once you get that to happen, because it's a really good game. Everybody knows that the rocket launcher is a traditional weapon in every game. Like, you cannot have Resident Evil without yeah. the rocket launcher. And I think you, I think I, I heard supposedly you find it somewhere in the, uh, in the area I'm in at some point. Uh, when because I I had heard something about people talking about you getting it by the um, alligator part, but I'm not sure. Maybe I'm not quite there yet. And that and that's the thing. Maybe the things I'm going against aren't quite the alligator part yet. So because I think that uh, alligator is a boss fight. Right? Yeah, and well, in the in the one of the last yeah, in one of the last games or no. I'm thinking of four. In four, he there was a there's an alligator boss. Cause you remember, you're in four. You're like, uh, you're, there's a part where you're in the uh, in in the tunnels and stuff underground, and I think you have to go against a a big alligator there, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. But but yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm gonna probably get back to it. Tomorrow, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I've got a lot of games though that I've been playing that I like wanna go back to now. So so yeah, I've I've been enjoying that, playing that. Um I also um played some of the the gridiron mode on on Gears Five. Mm-hmm. And that's a new it's a new game type. It's like a it's a capture the flag kind of thing. Uh almost it's almost like flag football. That's what I was just saying. Like it sounds like fo- a football game. Yeah, yeah. It's basically like flag football. So like, 
like like you or well there's a flag and then you grab the flag and then you know like you have to try to run it to your to like where the other team spawned basically Mm -hmm. to you know which would be like their their end zone and then and then you have an end zone you know and so it's a battle for the flag and just you know who can run it to the other person's end zone or or you can just get the two points by completely eliminating their whole team. And so that usually is what it comes down to a lot of the times, unless it's like, like my team are, are we got a, like I only played one game of it and we, we ended up winning um, because it was only me and one other guy on my team left. Yeah. And he he had the flag, and then the the only two guys left on the other team, or three guys on the other team left, were all trying to kill me. But I was I kept on you know like moving around, and then slowly like doing damage to them, mm-hmm. and that was just enough time for him to book it towards the end zone and get a point and score a point. Nice. And so so then that's how we ended up winning. Uh, our game but we were we were just dominating them for most of the game and then we just started screwing around and <laughs> and not really playing very well and we let them catch up a little bit but i think we still ended up winning by like four points or something like that which would be two two rounds um yeah so like i i was enjoying that it's a really i think it's a really fun game type uh, it's, you know, like they still do where there, there's a couple of, uh, more heavy or, uh, high powered weapons and mm-hmm. key spots. But what I like is the, uh, the flag, like where the, the flag spawns is different. Like it's not always in the same place, uh, to kind of change it up a little bit, which is nice. Um, but yeah, so like if, if you haven't gone back to, uh, gears in a little while and and you know like you like playing uh like gears multiplayer Mm -hmm. it's definitely it's definitely a game uh type to check out i definitely need to pop it back in i gotta see if it needs to do an update um if not i think i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a try sometime this week okay yeah yeah i think i think i had to download that new uh game type (laughs) i think it's i think it's a standalone thing uh, kind of somewhat not really but i mean it, like it i don't know if it's if if it's all one thing i because i ended up removing gears 5 from my hard drive just because i was putting a whole bunch of other stuff on there to try out at the time but i i, I got rid of a bunch of things that i know i'm not gonna play or finish and uh and and i loaded some new games back on that i had on it before that I just, you know, got rid of for whatever reason. Because, um, like, one of them being uh, World War II, the Call of Duty, I ended up getting that, purchasing that, because it was yeah. on sale. And I liked that game. It was a good It was a good Call of Duty. I, I, I'm, I got to... I started it, but then I stopped. Um, I, have it, I have it on one, and I think I just need to make... I think I, it was because it was part of my... Um, of my Black Friday stuff that I got, and oh, I think okay. I I tried it, um, and I think I stopped playing it because I had jumped back into Modern Warfare, uh, oh. and I had stood and I had stayed with Modern Warfare, and I just didn't go back to World War Two. But I uh, I'll check it out. 
Yeah, I, I haven't played the the uh, story or the campaign. I don't remember if there was one or not, but but yeah, I, I, I who knows? Actually, I might play play the campaign and just see how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I played played that. Um, I also uh, I've been playing some. Let's see, oh, I gotta gotta think here because uh, there's so many games that I was kind of running through. Uh, I also played, well, I, just before we started the, the show, I, I, I downloaded the other day, uh, near Automata mm-hmm. and, and so I played that and man, that game is so fun. <laughs> okay. That, so what did you think at the beginning before you started doing any of the action? Before I started doing any of the action, just yeah. like. Just like like how the how the story starts or what? How the game starts? Were you oh, flying? I, I loved it because I love shooter shoot 'em up. Okay. So, do you think in and this is my opinion? Do you think that this is something Platinum needs to explore more? Because yeah. when I felt that I'm like someone at Treasure is now working at Platinum. Because it yeah. feels like a treasure game. And I'm just like, this is weird. Platinum's never done a shoot 'em up style game like this. Who who worked that treasure to do this? And then it then get, gets into the action. Once it gets into yeah. the action, you'd be like, oh, okay, now this is the Platinum that I know. Well, well, honestly, like, honestly, I think this is probably the best game that I've ever played that Platinum's made. Like I, I like it better than anything they've made, but I think because they don't just stick to one kind of game type, mm. like they did such a good job of mixing the, you know, Bayonetta ish kind of style with, with the, the shoot 'em up and, and mm. like, you know, like, <clears throat> like the things that I could see, you know, like that I wasn't too sure of me liking it. Like the, you know, how the cameras kind of switch all the time, like switch different uh, views. Like, at, yeah. like when I seen that, like I wasn't sure that I would really care for the game because, you know, like cameras can be an issue in, in a lot of games, you know, like the original Resident Evil games. A lot of people didn't like the, re- the original Resident Evil games uh, and like d- didn't start liking them a lot until four because they didn't really care for the camera stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know, for me, that never the cameras never bothered me in the original, uh, you know, Resident Evil games. But but that's just because like that's what like it, I could look past that at the time because the the story was so great that that it had no effect on my my enjoyment of it. You know. And well, it's well definitely with with near Automata, um, it they Platinum took some things from Bayonetta too, um, and not so much as the fighting. Uh, we we know yeah. how they they're good at that, but there are two levels in Bayonetta two that remind you of Star not Star Fox a space area that has yeah. these shooting elements to it, where yeah. near Automata. Um, because it's top down at one point and before you get to like a different like shit em up part, it feel they, they it feels different like they're trying to do something different 
And yeah. yes, it works in Bayonetta too, but they they explore more with Near Automata. So yeah. it, that's where you just be like, okay, Platinum, you guys, you took what you did with Bayonetta two and approved upon it with this game, and yeah. and I and I kind of enjoyed that. I think the thing that I had a problem with uh, Automata is that some stuff felt like it dragged on too long, and I was just yeah. like. Uh, like that be like that beginning part. It was just like like I had to fight that boss for the beginning part, not the big machine thing. The thing after mm-hmm. it, I had mm-hmm. to fight that thing so many times, and it was just and I didn't lower the difficulty, didn't do none of that. But it was just like okay, platinum, you gotta give players a chance. I understand that this is difficult, but you gotta give the player a chance to enjoy this game because the thing about this. If you die, you gotta redo that whole stuff all over, and you cannot skip it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I think this is one of those games for sure that, that uh, having the pro, the the pro con, the Xbox Pro controller mm-hmm. is definitely would be uh, uh, ideal for this game, just because like. Like my my only gripe that I have so far is I do not like that a lot of the times you're holding down all the uh, the trigger buttons, you know, like yeah. because, well, or at least you know at least you're holding down the the right trigger button to do your shooting and or whatever, and then you're you're constantly hitting the the left trigger to to lock on and stuff like that to enemies. So yeah. that shooting is actually doing something and you're constantly having to wait the second, you know, like you're moving anyway, you got to keep on hitting that, that lock on to make sure that, that you're not just shooting at nothing and, you know, which is fine. But I think like the, the whole only part I don't like is then when you're doing that, if you want to, if you're doing that, plus you're doing everything else, now you got to use your your pointer finger to to hit the you know to hit your uh dodge or your dash motion Mm -hmm. you know to get out of the way but if you're doing all that stuff and then you're trying to hit that and you're doing all these things at once like i could that would be a perfect time to have down by your uh your middle finger have have those uh the um the underneath bumper uh buttons that you can program yeah, uh, to to be your dash, so you can just hit that underneath it instead of having to use your pointer finger. You know, just it would just make it easier because your your middle finger is down there underneath the controller, anyways, doing nothing. So it now just, you can just hit it like it, you know when you it need just to. A- and just to make everybody make it clear, everybody, um, this is the Goss edition that's on Game Pass for Xbox One. It's not yeah. the original version that came out for PS4. So, yeah. Um, yeah. in case if you were wondering, um, why we're talking in that manner, uh, Jesse's playing the Xbox One version, and I I have it on PS4. Um, that's yeah. where I I went and got it. At. Yeah. So just want to make that clear to everybody. Yeah, so I I'm really enjoying that game because yeah, it like I I like how it just kind of switches it up constantly and and you know kind of you know makes it fresh with 
with all different kinds of uh, mixtures of genres of games. You know, you're doing you're doing side scrolling. You're doing you know the shoot 'em up. You're doing top down. You're doing you know like the like it's kind of in a way it almost reminds me of of uh, of Contra. Yes. You know, like because in Contra you have you know you have your side scrolling and then you have the ones where where you're you know you're running forward and you're shooting forward and you know and it's kind of and then you've got like you know where it just kind of is constantly changing up like that throughout yeah. each part of the level like yeah like it, that's what it almost reminds me of is it reminds me of like putting contra into a more modern style you know game and and i just absolutely like that that the the whole mech idea you know having all the mech stuff in it and mm-hmm. and the robots and stuff like that i just absolutely am loving that like because yeah i i just you know like had to beat that the were the big robot that had the big uh uh like uh, arms that that had like the big spinning things on them and he would like chop down at you and stuff like that yeah so i just i just beat him and then it got to the point of where um, a whole bunch of them were coming towards us, and then we used the the black box things and blew everything up or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, and so that's that's ba- basically where I left off. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to getting back into that again. Yeah, because you um, got uh, there's five endings that you got to get to to get the full story of the game full story okay. yeah i'm i i got one but i gotta finish uh i think 9s i think that's the boy uh okay so i'm probably at where you're at but i gotta finish his story it didn't continue to go on okay yeah nine yeah nine s was the the boy there in the beginning that that's helping you out uh that helps you defeat those robots or whatever yeah so yeah, like I I like I like everything about this game. Like honestly, the way it looks, the way, you know, the controls are really are really decent. Like I said, you know, with with that that one minor gripe that really can be honestly can be easily fixed with with the pro controller for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just button, button mapping the the dash key to one of my uh trigger underneath extra triggers. So, um I'll probably probably for the first time actually put one of those on and use it <laughs> because I don't really use those uh the extra bumper keys underneath that you can add to the pro controller. Uh-huh. Um so yeah, I've like it's it's awesome. I I like the characters so far and like and I just that was such a cool um fight when you're when you're going against that robot and kind of being like, well, at first it's, you're doing where he's like, you know, he's far away and he's chopping down at you and you're, you know, yeah. shooting at, shooting at his head. He definitely looks like a transformer. Like that. <laughs> he looks exactly like a transformer. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And then, and then I liked how it kind of switched to the, you know, when you switch to your, uh, your the the mech or whatever that you're fighting in and then eventually you you take control of one of his arms and it's just kind of floating to the side of you and you're slashing him with it it was a lot of fun it was definitely a uh enjoyable um boss fight 
Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm uh, if if they keep on delivering, you know, experiences like that for the rest of the game, I'll, I'll definitely enjoy it. You know, because th- that's the thing. Like I said, I did not know whether I would enjoy this game or not, and so I just, you know, I didn't really know if I wanted to spend money on a game that I wasn't for sure I would like. You know, I mean, it, it because- takes. It takes a while to learn, but I'm like, once you learn it and get into it, you'd be like, okay, I see what this is. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I caught on pretty quickly, like, you know, just because like, you know, I kind of, uh, the basic idea of it, um, you know, I've played all the game types that they kind of m- mash together, uh, quite a bit. And, you know, in, you know, er- my early days I used to play a lot of shoot 'em ups and, and side scrolling and you know and and the the whole you know bayonetta stuff i've i've played those type of games quite a bit at this point so it's Mm -hmm. it's you know it's a they did a really good job of balancing it all and really making it all work together so yeah Yeah. for for me it's definitely like i said i think this is my favorite platinum game that i've played so far um Cause like you know I I like Bayonetta and it's and it's good in what it does, but at the same time like like there it's kind of like the uh, the Orochi Warrior whatever games yeah where it just like the Dynasty the Bay- Warriors style yeah Dynasty Warriors yeah like those and like and even like I cause like I like I like uh. D- DMC and stuff as well, you know. That's kind of like the same, along the same lines as as Bayonetta and stuff. But sometimes, like when it with the way that those games work, it gets too repetitive for me. And so, like I I think that's why this whole changing of perspectives in this game really does it like does it a lot of service in that aspect. Well, Bayonetta is more of Bayonetta 2, I should say. Um, yeah. It's more of you learning the combos, but because it gives you a bigger arsenal, you change up the you change up the car uh you change you change it up. Mm-hmm. In in their automata, because you don't get such of a big arsenal, they kind of have to change and they have to provide a variety of gameplay to you. Mm-hmm. Because even yeah. though you are playing different characters. It's very limited in the fighting, but if they give you different things that you could do, like the shoot 'em up and stuff like that, and playing it like in a 2D plane and stuff, and like going in and trying to, like you're going into an Atari game and playing stuff like that, because they changing everything up that way, it offers you more variety to make up for the fighting that's in the game. You see, yeah. you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and so um, yeah, I d- I just I'm definitely enjoying enjoying that game, and and like I said, I'm looking forward to playing some more of it. Um, I did jump back into Siege a little bit too, and mm-hmm. I played some some Siege. Um, didn't really do a whole lot in that. They've changed it up quite a bit since the last time I played it, so it's like I I have no idea like where anything is or. Like there, there's a couple. They've added new characters and stuff that I've that I don't know anything about and all that. Um, let's see. What else did I? I, I know there's something else. What uh, what else just came out to? 
there's some other stuff that just came out to Game Pass that I that uh, I played. Oh, um, was it Yakuza or no? Yakuza was no, um, no. I I played um I played Moons of Madness. Oh, that's, more of that. That's the one. Cause yeah. yeah, I didn't I didn't yeah. So I played yeah I played some more of that, and if you didn't yeah if you didn't hear me talk about that game at all that was it's like a um almost like a kind of a walking simulator basically mm-hmm. yeah um where you're you know you're kind of solving puzzles and you're progressing the story um and it's just a really good game and it, and it's like a it's a um like a horror slash uh slash um like sci-fi type kind of thing um and a lot of uh like messing messing with your brain like where you're you know the the character you're playing as is like has like hallucinations and thing weird things and stuff like that going on so it kind of you know adds to all the suspense and things like that so that you know that's a really good game um and then uh, I know there's uh, like a couple of games that I just recently got that I'm I haven't played yet. Uh, I did end up getting Ghost Recon, uh, the the, the new one. Yeah, Breakpoint. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to playing that since I heard that they kind of changed it up quite a bit since yeah last, I, since I it need, came out. So yeah, I need to get back into it, see what they change and everything. Yeah. And then um, I also played some more Wreckfest, been enjoying that. Um, and uh, I, I haven't, I still haven't gotten back to uh, Animal Crossing yet, because like everyone else in my house now is playing it. Yeah. My wife, my wife started a, an account, and she's been playing it like a couple, like every night. Oh, the last couple of nights. I don't think she did tonight, but she did over the weekend, kind of. Um, and the kids have been playing it and stuff. I played some Fortnite. It's my a lot of times my son will be playing Fortnite, and then like every once in a while he'll just be like, "Hey, Dad, do you wanna do you wanna play a game or whatever?" And then so then I'll I'll go on and play it. But like, yeah, he he loves Fortnite. Like because right now is like the perfect time if you're not great at those kind of games to mm-hmm. hop on and play it because. Um, like honestly, like he, you know, he's he's eight. He barely plays any of, like, really hasn't played any kind of shoot, you know, shooter, third person shooters or anything like that, mm-hmm. uh, until he started on, you know, like playing the um, battle, battlefield or whatever two, or not battlefield, uh, battlefront two. Yeah. And 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 Fortnite and like the other day when he was playing Fortnite, he got like eleven kills. <laughs> and so like i mean he's he's doing you know he's doing impressive you know doing pretty well for for his age and not really you know knowing how to play those type type of games but what was really funny is i i had put this video on on youtube um where it went over the uh the evolution of video game controllers yeah 
And so it starts out with, you know, like with the Atari controllers and the, uh, and like Pong, you know, where you had the two dials that you had to turn on yes. the thing to, to try to, you know, try to bounce, bounce the balls and back and forth or whatever. And so we were watching that and then it was going through the evolution and then it started getting into the PlayStation era and, uh, and, you know, he was too weird watching it together and and he was all you know like excited about things he's like oh you you know you have that one or or you know or i'd tell him you know i played this one or i had this one at one point and you know and going through the gamecube and the the three or the n64 and then yeah, yeah i got to the like to the playstation controllers and i told him that i had a ps2 which he kind of knows but it just wasn't at the top of his mind ever and so then for whatever reason he just had it in him that he wanted to play that on sun uh on saturday night and so so he wanted to play some games on the ps2 and now he's been he's been like uh obsessed with playing games on that so like he was playing tony hawk 3 and Uh and uh destruction derby 2 and um a nascar racing game that that i have and he was playing uh raw uh wwe uh, or raw versus smackdown yeah i think it was maybe it was attitude or i don't remember which one i have but so he wanted to try that and that was a little bit too complex quite yet for him just because there's so many different kinds of button combinations that you have Mm -hmm. to do for certain things you know so that that was a little overwhelming for him but he still he you know wanted to try it <clears throat> and I said, you know, like that, that stuff like that will all come in time. I, you know, like I had years and years of playing it on, you know, on N64, you know, mm. those wrestling games and stuff to, to get used to that. So, yeah. So, yeah, like, um, yeah, I think, I think that's pretty much it. I'm, I'm almost certain there's like at least two other games that I played, but, I just can't think of them right now because (laughs) like I had a couple of just, you know, things where I wanted to play stuff and just kind of get an idea of it. Or, you know, like the other night I was just kind of, uh, Oh, I know what I played. I play, I played, um, some more, uh, Hitman, uh, the first one, because I I'm trying to finish the first, the first Hitman, like trying to finish the whole game, uh, for, for our backlog challenge. And then, and then I'm going to, yeah the episodic yeah and then i'm gonna finish two after that uh for the backlog as well um but yeah that that just sounded like a good a good game that would uh that would keep me interested for right now and you know that i could just play like play like one episode and be done for the day kind of thing you know because an episode can take like an hour to two hours or whatever to finish, you know, depending on on how quickly you you come up with an idea of how to, you know, assassinate the people that you have to kill. And the the part I'm on right now is really difficult because usually every every episode so far is only you've had to assassinate two people. Uh, the one that I'm on now, I'm in like this big militias, uh, like big massive camp of these guys just wearing camo and, you know, just every single person in the, in, in the place has a gun. Yeah. (laughs) 
and I have to kill four people uh, <laughs> in this area. I have to take out four people when like almost everyone around has a gun. So wow. it's it's pretty it's difficult. I don't know how many uh, episodes there are in the first season. I think there's five. Oh, there's was there? Okay, so then yeah. then then I think I'm on like the last one or this or the second to last one. Last there might one. be one more after this or something, but which would make sense because I have. Actually, I think it's if it's not five, I think it's six. Yeah, it could be. I think I'm on the fifth one, and okay. then I could see from here there being one more. One more, yeah. Because it feels like I'm really going into like you know the 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 territory of of whoever the main bad guys are because you know with it ramping up as much as it has, so. Okay. So yeah, so that was the other game. And like I said, I'm sure there was a bunch of other ones that I played. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so for me, for Switch, I still play Animal Crossing. Um, right now, I'm still just trying to get the town next door up and running. Uh, there's some more iron that I got to get. So there's more... Uh, there's some more stones I have to try to cut to get. Um, it, it's a weird thing, but like once I get it, I'll be like, I'll be good to go. Um, after after that, uh, I uh, uh, I'll jump back into like Zelda, some other games. Um, I do have uh, three thousand duel that I'm playing. You know, trying to get more into that. Uh, after uh, three thousand duel. Uh, hopefully I will get it back into Chasm because I've been playing that too. Um, after Chasm, you know, I'll play some other stuff. But uh, I played the Bravely Default 2 demo. Um, I just got to finish, like, grinding and then getting into the boss uh, with that. Um, still got to play Trials of Cold Steel 3 demo, because uh, they announced 4, and it's just like, I need to get into this series <laughs> and stuff. And it's, it's very weird, because uh, I know Corey's been playing The Witcher 3, and I literally want to load that game up on Xbox One and play it. Uh, <laughs> because while he, he keeps making me excited to play it, and it's just like, oh, I need to play it, even though there's just other stuff that I have to do. Um, for PS4, still playing uh, Kiwami, uh, Yakuza Kiwami, getting further into that game, man. Really, really getting... I was getting my tail kicked, but I'm like, oh, I'm like, this is supposed to happen because I don't have my powers and everything, so I gotta get them all back. But truly, it's it's a beautiful game still. Like, it, this this is this remake that they did in the, like, Yakuza 6 engine for this game really really just makes the game look good compared to the PS2 mm -hmm. version. I was just like, I hope Xbox players are playing this game. Because um, like I said, I bought Yakuza Kwame 2 also. Yeah. Uh, I got that on sale. So I can't wait to like finish one uh, and then go and play 2. Um, because I can't... For the Backlog Challenge, I can't get points for beating Yakuza Kiwami because I already beat the original one but okay. I could get points for a two because I never beat a two when it came okay. out so I'm good with that 
so that's what I'm doing with PlayStation. Um, I did pick up Persona 5 Royal for PlayStation, even though I have the original version. Um, they mm-hmm. say that this Royal version is really, really good. It really adds more. So if you're into it, you know, and if you're ready to spend the money, it's worth picking up. And if you haven't played Persona 5, then this definitive version uh, is the one to get. Um, for Xbox One, I picked up uh, um, I picked up Star Wars Episode, I mean Star Wars uh, Fallen Jedi and Resident Evil Three, but haven't started yet. Uh, I did, like I said, I picked up Final Fantasy Thirteen, haven't started yet. Played a little bit of Tales of Vesperia. Um, that might be my next game, but I gotta see how that goes. Um, I just installed Ori and the Will of the Wisps um, because my last game that I'm gonna talk about, which is Control, I it crashed on me, dude. Mm. So I I'm I'm close to I'm getting close to the end, uh, and I'm in the chapter where Polaris Pilar, uh, Polaris is at. Love the love the Astray Maze, mm-hmm. and what what makes that maze is the soundtrack. It's the music to that mm-hmm. part, that rocket soundtrack. Like it really yeah. sounds good. So. Yeah. I was just like, oh, this is really cool on how they did it. Did you go to it the first time and get the achievement when it took you in a circle? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I found that out. I'm like, oh, okay. I got the circle. I'm like, okay, I got the achievement. And then I was just like, oh, this is where to go to do this. Um, yeah. And it, it's really cool. I've been watching, like, breakdown videos of it, of the characters and stuff. I'm just like, oh, that, okay, that's cool. But then I play the game and be like, oh, this is it's frustrating. This is this part is frustrating. This part is garbage. Why am I doing this? Because I I don't know if you did the optional bosses in the game. Um, yes and no. I I think I did a a couple of them, but I don't think I've done all of them. Okay, so I'm at the part where you had to eat the mold, and you and everything smells crappy to you. Okay. Um, because uh you found that doctor uh who wanted you to get the mold and stuff you find five pieces of mold she makes the medicine so that she wouldn't be uh affected because if you smelled it and you eat the mold without having it you turn into those monsters uh and so now so i'm at the part where you have to fight this plant he's kind of like supposed to be like the hardest boss uh optional boss in there and he is getting he is getting frustrated. I keep yeah. getting two thirds of his health down, um, but I but because they like the the game likes to cheat in a sense, because the camera is weird. You trying to throw stuff at it and everything is not. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always like connecting stuff. Yeah. Um, some of the stuttering is still happening. And it's just like, why am I ha- the camera like zooms in on you and you didn't press no no camera thing to zoom on? And it's just like this is a frustrating boss, especially when you're trying to get if you die, you gotta deal once again with the long loading, and you're at the last checkpoint, which is the save point. So trying mm-hmm. to get back to that plant, you gotta fight all of those monsters again. 
and you can't really get anybody to like help you and stuff. You gotta kind of do all of that in one take. And it's just like it would have been it would have been better if if you died, you were still close to the planet. Um, but mm-hmm. you could go down and be ready to fight instead of having to do all of that stuff, you yeah. know. And it's just like, why am I doing this? So I I didn't beat him. I just continue to work on the game. So I got to the part where you f- uh, find uh, Hernan or the little thing that uh, you talk to, um, okay. and it's the uh, it's being attacked by the hiss. And everything, okay. and you gotta try to like f- let it go, get like get it free and stuff. Mm-hmm. I did all three of it. I um, seized two of the enemies so they could fight uh, among any anybody while mm-hmm. I'm handling handling uh, the things, the beans to let it go. Mm-hmm. And the moment I run, it froze and crashed on me. And I said, mm-hmm. "No, thank you." I I took it out and installed Ori two. Like I can, this is the second game of my backlog uh, of my uh, Black Friday games that I have done this. I've done it with Borderlands 3 and now I'm doing it with Control. It's just like, why are you guys making this stuff frustrating? And it, 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 it feels like you didn't Q&A this game. And me and Corey was talking about it, I think, uh, on Powerblock. It was just like, why is it when gangs feel frustrating, it feels like they didn't have nobody test this game? And I can understand the budget that uh, Remedy had because it's their own money that made this game. And 505 just did the publishing. But it's just like, why you guys, why did you guys make DC decisions for this game and you didn't patch it? And then you look at Quantum Break and you see how a little bit more polished that is. The only frustrating thing for a lot of people was the ending boss. But I was able to beat the ending boss like on my third try on normal. And it's just like, why is this game more polished than this other game? Because I don't Ooh. feel like because I don't feel like control should be a game. After going through what I've been through, I don't feel control should be nominated for a game of the year. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was gonna say, and I wonder, I wonder if, um, I wonder if their budget, though, like if they, if Sony gave, you would think Sony would have had to have given them money for their budget. No, this well, is. Well, why, why did they get? Why did they have an exclusive? For which part? For the um, the expansion, the new stuff for for uh. For uh, control, uh, for control is only on PlayStation and PC right now. I, you can't, uh, you fo- can't play it on, you can't play it on Xbox until found- like two months from now. The foundation, I thought it was uh, available for everybody. Nope, nope, only on PlayStation. Uh, and, that I- and PC. They. Well, it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be no exclusive if they played it for a PC. Of of Sony paid for it. A Sony paid for an exclusive for it to be on their system. PC wouldn't have gotten it. Um, I think Remedy. It, it may have been a budget thing for Remedy. Um, because like I said, th- this game the game was isn't exclusive or anything. I I didn't know that the DLC was exclusive. Um, uh, because everything came out of 
Remedy's pocket. It may have been a deal with five or five games. Mm-hmm. They may have the may, may they may have made a deal on uh Remedy's behalf in order in order for it to come out for PlayStation and PC. But they said even the foundation is kind of lackluster. Like you get two new powers, but that's about it. And they said it's not really it's just like you pretty much doing the same thing. Yeah, um, I heard with, I heard it was yeah, that like the people that I've heard talk about it that have played it said that yeah, like it's like it, it doesn't like it doesn't do a whole lot different, but mm-hmm. at the same time it, it it give it delivers on what people want. They want to learn more about the, you know, about the old house and like, yeah. you know, like, cuz that's that's ultimately what's interesting about that game is learning about the uh you know the like why why this is happening and and where this stuff is coming from and and how the hiss and all that stuff got there and you know it's dealing it's dealing with that it's dealing with like more of the origin of of how and why this is happening at that building yeah you know I was thinking of this, and we're gonna move on to news. I was thinking of, I was just like, while thinking about this at work and talking to myself, because I'm, I do that sometimes in my mind. I was just like, Remedy really should have worked with Nintendo. I think Nintendo would have helped. I think Nintendo would help Remedy polish their games better, because. Nothing against Microsoft. I don't think Microsoft is in a position to help a game be polished. They're more of, we'll support you with our budget, but everything gets up on you and we won't interfere. And so Mm -hmm. that leads into some problematic stuff with it. Where I feel like Nintendo is like, when they do an exclusive with with another company, they are coming in to check up on it. They are giving some ideas. There's some kind of polishing and discussions going on to make a game better. And even if even if it's even if it's from uh, one of their lower tier or not n- no name, not saying no name, but less name uh, developer at Nintendo, there is someone there that got their footing in to help them guide and direct to make their product better because i think that's how bayonetta 2 even came out i know nintendo had let platinum do whatever they want but i know nintendo came to check up on some stuff because if they're paying for it we want to know where our money is going to and we're going to give you guys suggestions because we have done video games and we know how to make a greater pro uh, a greater product and i really wish that I, I just wish that Remedy would have made a game for Nintendo for any kind of platform and Nintendo really went to them and said we need you guys we can make you guys make this game for us but let's give you guys some directions let's fix this you should take this out replace it to this don't do this give a surprise here this is be moody this would be co- Nintendo would have helped them to make their stuff better so when they get well, done they would, oh go ahead I was gonna say well that's the thing though is they want to have been able to make what they want if that's what you if you want that you know like because because they you know they they they've got a like if they've got a vision of what they want something to be you know and then like the you know that's the thing i think i think microsoft mm-hmm. knew you know like made the right choice with quantum 
break of just like saying, Hey, you know, we'll, we'll give you, we'll give you, you know, money to help you make your game. And, you know, I'm sure there are things that they, they, uh, had a little bit of a say on, mm-hmm. but for the most part, the whole idea was they wanted to just let them do, do their thing because it, like a lot it, of times that's what, what it, create, you know, devs want is they it, want to be able to do their projects and it, not have and someone I, telling them what to do. And I, I, yeah. And Nintendo would have let them do that, but Nintendo would have corrected a lot of their technical flaws and their problems yeah. that they probably been thinking well, of, they've been thinking of because Nintendo, Nintendo, in a sense, will want to will want to not not say that they need to follow everything, but to be like we can make your quality better than you just putting it out because you had to get something out. Well, it, except for it would have fear, it would have uh, it would have uh, like immensely like like limited them to anything because first mm-hmm. off nintendo would have had to have a console that could actually run this game <laughs> well it's, but, it, but it's not but it's that's why i'm not even talking about control i'm just talking about yeah. nintendo working with well i know on the game yeah. and it could have been for any of their consoles yeah and yeah they could eventually down the line <laughs> I but think yeah control it wouldn't it would not have been able to they would not have been able to fix control i i in a sense, because of Nintendo knowing how to make a Metroid game, in a sense, and Control, even though it's not a Metroid-style game, it's, mm-hmm. it, it feels like that. It, it's more Tomb Raider than Metroid, I would say that. Um, yeah, I think Or Resident it, Evil. I think it's more like Resident, Resident Evil. Resident Evil. I, I think Nintendo would have went in and been able to clean up some of their technical problems and yeah. uh, and fix some of the things that that Remedy should know how to fix and and yeah. make a better better game. Even if Nintendo and Remedy did something completely different, that's outside Alan Wake or outside yeah. Titan Adventure or even doing Eternal Darkness, Nintendo will be able to walk in and be like, okay. We love the session. We know where you guys are going, but you need to tweak and you need to fix this. Yeah. And then and, and show them. because that's kind of and we're gonna get to do this. I'm sorry. This is my last thing because that's how Platinum became a well-known name. Platinum was even though Platinum had Bayonetta and we everybody know the story and stuff. Platinum wouldn't have had the Platinum wouldn't have the work that they would would have had without Bayonetta 2 and Nintendo yeah. saying and giving them this because you made they made two games with, they made three games with Activision they made Near Automata with Square Enix and you see how that turned out and Platinum Platinum was on a roll with a lot of stuff because of because of how uh, Bayonetta 2 was and Yes, a lot. Eighty, ninety-five of that percent of of work was platinum, with five percent with of Nintendo coming in checking up on things and knowing and knowing to be like, we know that you guys do action, we know the comedy and all of that stuff. We still want you guys to be platinum, but we could tweak and fix some stuff to make your product better. 
And I think yeah. that's what I think that's what happened with Remedy. They could have they Remedy could have did something completely with Nintendo. And I think mm-hmm. I think Remedy the the uh, the developers there would have been like, wow! Not only did we get to work with one of the well-known famous companies in video games, but what they taught us, we now could take and put into other products in our game. And you know. Um, I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> well, I, like the one last thing I want to say though is, um, the thing is though is like from from their like the, what they like to do though, mm-hmm. you know, I I feel like they're just too they're too much into the more realistic looking stuff yes. that unfortunately I just don't think that that like unless they did something like that was animated like more cartoonish version of something they would normally do but i just i don't really see them ever making you know like making something that would be more more along a nintendo's you know kind of style of game well, like and- i because like i like i honestly you know mentioning that the that this game is a lot like resident evil like to me like they almost remind me a lot of of the you know of the developers of the Resident Evil games like that that group of people who made those games mm-hmm. like those games you know like it, they had they definitely had their flaws um you know right the original Resident Evil games had their flaws but they're but if you but they were really good at like telling a story and and you know a lot yeah. of the other things that go along with it made and, up and- for it and, and, and so and, I could see them, you know, like remedy, you know, because they're they're still they're still fairly, you know, young they, de- they, for a developer remember, company. And they they so. they tell well made stories. Adam yeah. Wake is a is a choice. They tell they tell well uh well made stories. It's just that that sometimes the execution doesn't mm. represent that well told story because like. Even with Alan Wake, as great as that game could have been, it lost its way halfway through that game. And it felt kind of it, it felt a little boring and repetitive. It, and 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 I think that's because it felt like a little bit dragged out in, in a sense. And and that's and that's more of a me thing. Where I feel like control story is so interesting and so unique, and it's just like Yes, I love how this game look. I love what you guys are telling. If you just would fix the technical problems of this game, it would have been better in everything. I love looking around and trying to find all the collectibles so I could read them later. All of that is great. Love the cutscenes. Love how the game looks. Um, mm-hmm. The hair on Jesse though is is a mess. Uh, I was just <laughs> like, uh, y'all could have fixed this, but. I'm like, I love the adventure that I want to go on. I wish your technical pro- your technical stuff for this game yeah. was fixed. What I think you got, what I think they could have did with uh, Eternal Darkness 2, Remedy and Nintendo working together to make Eternal Darkness 2 will be insane. Because Nintendo be like, tell the story that you want to tell. 
Yeah. Do whatever art style you think is fitting to tell the story. It don't have to even be about power. But if you could get this stuff together and then we'll come in and help you refine some of the gameplay ideas to make this better. I think they will clown. Eternal yeah. Darkness 2 by Remedy, they will clown. Remedy has that experience with Alan Wake, but they can make it Nintendo will help them make that better And it will probably be one of the most Creepiest things ever That It would throw everybody for a loop <laughs> I would just say that yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I think More people will buy a Nintendo And Remedy game than Anything else Because it's more intriguing To see what the heck are you guys Making with Nintendo And when can I play it well, so honestly, on, honestly, what I would have liked to have seen is Remedy work with the the people who made the Blair Witch game, oh, because yeah. like because that Blair Witch game like it had a lot of really great things to it, mm-hmm. but they just didn't they they needed someone uh, someone to help them with executing the ending of that story a little bit better. Like oh, I mean, yeah. obviously, the ending of the story is like I mean it. it it ends, you know, like different than what you would see in the movie. I, I don't know. I guess I haven't watched the the newest version of the the original movie yet. I still need to watch that. But but I because there is a lot of Alan like that game definitely feels like uh, homage to Alan Wake because the whole idea of your flashlight being your weapon and you know and stuff like that. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I, cause, yeah, I, you know, and part of it, unfortunately, too, I think with the technical stuff for you, a lot of that is is because you're still playing on the original PlayStation or the original Xbox One, and you know, and that that game is definitely taxing on even the X as far as like the like what it needs for power. I think that's the thing is they they really tried to do too much with this game. And and it affected it, you know, too much in that in that way. So, so it needs a lot of a lot of power <laughs> to get through some of that stuff. Yeah, it's just visually, it's amazing. So, yes. So we're gonna get into uh, this these uh, quick three news stories. Um, uh, the first one is coming from Game Informer, and I thought this was really, really cool uh, that Rockstar was doing. Uh, Rockstar's donated in-game revenue to COVID-19 relief. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 developer Rockstar has announced that start uh, starting uh, today, or by the time the story was posted, through the end of May, it is donating 5% of in-game transactions in Red Dead Online and GTA Online to help small businesses and communities deal with COVID-19. The tweet announcing the campaign says it will distribute aid both directly and by supporting some of the amazing organizations who are on the ground. Rockstar says that more details regarding the initiative are coming in the future. So I think that's really cool and everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, once again, uh, I I don't know if this happened to you, Jesse, but I know I got an alert for Illinois that they're looking for more nurses, and if you uh, are a nurse or you can come and help out, 
they they send uh, they do like an announcement, like a text to everybody in Illinois. I don't know if they did that in Wisconsin or anything. They they did that for something, but it was more of a um. They're actually sending the uh, the um uh, what the National Guard. They're sending the National mm-hmm. Guard out to um uh to a um a nursing home because unfortunately it's just like wiping everyone out in this nursing home like it's wiping out like staff it's wiping out the you know the people that live there obviously because Mm, yeah you know older older people unfortunately it's a lot more devastating for them but but yeah i mean man it's it's crazy how awful this is Yes. And so, how there's still so many people that are just not taking it serious. seriously. Yeah. Because, like, I I had to get a couple, I had to get some things uh, just for some small projects of, you know, stuff that I needed to do in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we figure if we're going to be staying in the house, we might as well be doing projects in here and getting things done. And, you know, I, I just needed a couple of things. And I thought for sure I could go to Menards or whatever and it wouldn't be that bad. But, it was just packed and so and right in when you walk in it says you know you know uh uh to practice social distancing and all this and so like i would try to go down an aisle like where there really wasn't anyone standing in and, you know and i'd be doing my part but then i would be in an aisle by myself and then someone would just come walking up right behind me and go back you know they would just be going through that aisle that i'm in just to go to where they want to go and it's like the whole point of this is we're supposed to stay away from each other. You know, I'm just here for a moment. I'm going to grab what I need and then I'm getting out of there. And then you can walk through there if you need to. But like I was trying to be more, you know, do it more along that those lines of just trying not to be around anyone. To, so they don't have to worry about whether I'm going to get them sick and I don't have to worry whether they're going to get them sick just in there to grab what I need and get out. And if it takes me longer, like it did, because I want to not go down this aisle because I see someone's there getting something, so be it. But if I'm going to put that, that, you know, that kind of effort into it, then you've also got to, you know, Well, for a lot of people, when it comes to social Disney, it's more when you're waiting in line, you really can't do nothing when you're passing another person and you're Mm. in the same aisle, you know, that stuff like that is kind of impossible. Definitely. Yeah. But if, if you're just walking through an aisle because you, you want to get somewhere faster, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's, that's kind of, it's, that's, pointless then you're you're right up on someone and therefore you're not social distancing the whole point is is you're supposed to stay away from people as much as you can like that which you know like that and that's that's why i say it it gets hard when that's why i say it gets hard when you're like you said walking through an aisle like if you see somebody and you got to go through that aisle to get well, something but it, because that's it's there. the thing is they don't if there's nothing in that aisle if there's nothing that, in that aisle yes I yes, yes then don't that, go through it yeah the, see yes. that's what i'm saying is people were walking through the aisle to go somewhere else just just they they walk through the aisle without you know that's the whole thing is like you've got sections and you like there's an there's a section of an aisle, then there's an aisle going this way, and then there's an aisle going, you know, and there's it's all broken up into sections. 
So if you see someone down a section of an aisle and you don't have to get anything in that section, don't go down it. But people were just going down it to try to get to where they wanted to go mm-hmm. faster. And it's like, well, the whole point is, is you're supposed to go in an aisle where there isn't someone because there's plenty of aisles and the chances of there being someone in every single one of those aisles is very unlikely. I'm surprised Home Depot is even open. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's just like, well, it's, it's considered, it's considered essential because I mean, if, you know, there's still people that are, that have to buy stuff and tools and things for, for uh, doing constructions on houses and, Especially if they're, you know, there's places where they're building makeshift uh, um, uh, hospitals and stuff to to put the overflow in and things like that. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think I think that's the thing is it's unfortunately something like that has got to stay open, you know. But and everyone's trying to trying to get stuff to do projects at their house while they're you know having to stay in their house. They figure they might as well. You know, our neighbor down the street, he's getting his, his roof, is he's redoing his roof. You know, like we've got, like, everyone's just trying to do stuff. So I guess it probably shouldn't have surprised me that, that Menards of all places would be busy, but. Yeah, that that's that's more shocking to me. So, but yeah, it's good that Rockstar is doing it. Um, we're gonna move on. Uh, it was announced on Twitter that The Last of Us Two has been delayed indefinitely. Um, and people are thinking that Ghost of Tsushima is gonna be delayed also. Um, this is also due to COVID nineteen. Um, mm-hmm. I know they said it was out of their hands and everything. Um, so now in a sense that may kind of now belongs back to Nintendo. And I was even, I was talking to Corey, uh, and I was telling him as much as the turnaround for Nintendo has been engaging in the, in the fact that, you know, definitely with switch being uh, such a hit, um, mm-hmm. that, that it kind of is saving a lot of people when it comes to games. Um, no, well, uh, to be fair though, part uh, like half of half of their half of their um of that too is the fact that they released uh, a failure console last year and almost no one played their games, so they could re re-release them and so many people didn't play them so therefore mm. it's like having new games all over again but, <laughs> you know and, like and, so i mean they and, had a whole catalog of games that were already there and made that just need to be you know upraised well it, well it's a little bit yes and no um the fact that that time was different than what it is yeah. now yeah. where it's just like you know, yes, we got Ori in the Blind Forest, we got Doom Eternal, but you know, mm-hmm. Animal Crossing has been such a mm-hmm. big thing. Tokyo yeah. Mirage has been a big thing. Panzer Dragoon, whatever you take that as. There's just been a lot of games that, when it comes on comes on Switch, uh, it's it's making people really happy and engaging. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. people are still showing stuff off. So definitely with this Nintendo Direct, you know. It's great that we got Resident Evil 3. It's great that we're getting a Final Fantasy 7. A lot of people, like I said, they canceled their physical to get it digitally. Uh, some people mm-hmm. already got the game and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
if it wasn't kind of like for a lot of stuff coming out for Nintendo on Switch, I think we would pretty much have a hard time with play looking forward to new stuff for gaming. Yes, we have our backlog. Yes, we have indie. And yes, we have uh, uh, yes, we we have um, Game Pass and, and stuff like that. Yeah, but something with well, something in that, Xbox has released yeah. quite a few new games recently as well. So yeah, yeah. Yes, and and so you know, looking at Nintendo definitely for May, it's just like if we had The Last of Us two in May, that's that's great for PlayStation players, fantastic for PlayStation players, but they're stuck with Dreams, and they're stuck with Neo 2 and Final Fantasy 7 and RD Remake, which is cool, which is great for PlayStation players, but I'm just like, you're missing, you're going, you have to now wait again for your, for one of the biggest anticipated games for the PlayStation brand. And with Nintendo, they're just looking at that Nintendo Direct Mini, I'm like, on May 29th, you're getting four games. Mm-hmm. You know, Dino Blade Chronicles Definitive, Bioshock, um, Borderlands Collection, XCOM 2. Like, you're getting those four games. And then I think there's another game. Uh, you get Minecraft Dungeons the 26th of May. Like, that's three days before Xenoblade uh, in those games. So you're really getting a lot of games, and people probably people are going to play Minecraft Dungeons on Xbox One during Game Pass, and there's going to probably be people buying it on Switch, because they they, they want to play it there. They want that collector's edition, or they mm-hmm. might just like want a fiscal. Uh, but we know at least up until June that there are games coming out for Switch that if we have the money and they're brand new, people will go out and support. Like if you only had a PlayStation and you were all caught up with your backlog, if you don't have PlayStation now or PlayStation Plus, what do you have? to play like if dreams is not your game if you if you move past be uh if you move past beyond bloodborne like what do you have for that system like to say you forgive me if you're just stuck playing playstation you know it's just third party stuff i mean yeah you know so. but uh, yeah that but that's the thing though like honestly um I, I'm sure I'm sure there's plenty of, of things that people have to play for for everything but but yeah I mean to to not have any you know first party stuff you know that you know that that sucks for the people who who care about that but honestly you know like that's that's the thing is I I know people like to constantly talk about how uh, first party, you know, for for consoles matters so much, but mm-hmm. when you look at the numbers and you see that like ten percent of the people who own a console, uh, no matter what console it is, are are buying you know the first party games only. That that's not ten percent is not <coughs> doesn't does not say that that first party games are are important to me. I don't know. That's just me, though. I I do think they're important, obviously, but at the same time, like the majority of of games, no matter you know how good the first party games are for that system, mm-hmm. the majority of games that a person plays 
on on a console is not first party so so you know that's that's why like the i think the whole console war stuff and all that stuff is so stupid because in reality everyone that's playing games it doesn't matter what console they're on they're going to be playing the games that they enjoy on that console and and when it comes down to it the majority of those games are are not exclusive to that that what they're playing on so so why even fight about it or or say whose whose console is better or where you know it's just it is what it is just enjoy playing <laughs> games yes <laughs> uh speaking of playing games uh so we're so, gonna end <laughs> we're gonna end this uh last conversation um it was reported that the gearbox employees were not getting their bonuses even though uh borderlands 3 was successful so close to 8 million um yeah. and randy pitchford was able to get uh, allegedly 12 million dollars this is all the legend this is our rumor uh 12 million dollars um and it says that he told them his employees that they're going to take whatever bonus that they give to him and if they don't then you know they could quit uh mm-hmm. uh that's what yeah, it was that, that you said like it, that they could quit yeah yes and so throughout the week everybody has been um, just hating Randy Pitchford. Uh, I told Jesse and I told Corey that I'm not buying the Borderlands Legacy Collection for Switch. I, I my support for Gearbox has ended. Um, I, I I care for those developers. I really think they are talented, and I really think they should be paid what they are deserved. And if they feel like they're going to continue to get robbed like that, I think they need to leave and go somewhere else. Yeah. But I'm I'm yeah not, I th- I'm I th- not buying it. Yeah. So okay. So this is my this is my thought on it. You know, and and I don't I don't think the the way to to um. I don't I don't think the way to protest this is to not buy their stuff. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I just I, I just haven't really been buying some of their games because they the the game the recent games that they've released just aren't something that I would really be interested in. Um so it like I've I've been disappointed with what's been going on there, but that's not why I haven't bought their stuff to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, so this is, this is, this is how I look at this. Like, if this is true, what, what needs to be done is the people that, that are working there, if this really is true and this really is the way he acts, unfortunately, I know, I know that like, well, let's be honest right now is probably the perfect time to leave <laughs> because, because your chances are a lot of these people aren't really getting, getting a whole lot done or working much anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, once, once they finish the project they're on, I would just get out of there, you know, like, you know, but so the thing, the thing that I, that I see this as, is. Okay, part of part of what what happened with all this is they they were given lower wages, you know, they when they when they took this job, you know, and and I'll, to be honest, part of this c- kind of does fall on the people who work there. 
because because like i mean you don't you don't expect something like this to happen and you'd expect that the person hopefully that you're working for has your your um you know like you in mind and you know actually cares about about mm-hmm. the people that he, they're hiring and so like i i don't fault them for that but so like when they took the job he basically said that they would not be getting paid nearly as much as what they might make at another place but what what would supposedly make up for the them not being paid as much as they would get stuck in the company and that stock that they get in the company if a game that they make does really well then they will be promised that that portion that they technically own so that's that's what these bonuses that they're supposed to be getting were was it's part of their stock that they own when they took the job and so for him to to block that from being able to happen is one bull crap and two like like what he did basically in doing that is now like and this is and what I'm getting to is this is why we need to have unions in video game industry. Okay, so so basically what he did is he took he, he's paying you less, he promised you stock in the business. So he he basically has played a checkmate in situation where he has now used you as a personal shield that okay he can do whatever he wants and if if people get mad at what he does and they don't buy the game that doesn't hurt him it hurts all the people who made that game because now they're not getting paid what they deserve the problem i think the problem is is that everybody feels like brandy pishford doesn't do nothing for gearbox you know, he, he well, he doesn't he, need to. I mean, he's, he, he's he's sitting pretty. He just gets to sit there and get make money off well, of them. Well, exactly. And he is it, the ideal is that you not you're not there being in the hands of development. What you are is showboating and being the face of being the face of Gearbox and being the face for that product and stuff. So all the people who come together to make that make that game, they don't really get the recognize it, uh, uh, the recognition because you have your face in there. You do all of these stunts and everything to showcase, you know, how cool it is to be at Gearbox and make games. And for you to be able to take your portion of the sales from that game, the bonus, and not be able to give it to your employees, it feels it feels really corrupted, and it yeah. feels it, it feels it's disgusting because it's not fair. Whether it's stocks, whether it's you posted promised to give them bonuses, you promised them. I don't know if it was written or verbally, but you promised them to get something. Borderlands 3 had an epic uh, exclusive deal for one year. It sold well on two platforms with PC. Um, it just came to Steam. Uh, I 
think in February. So it's just like it's it made money. There's no way that a game that sells close to eight million dollars doesn't recoup the cost on its graphics. Trust me, Borderlands Three is not graphically impressive. It's a shell shaded game. Cell shaded game that looks a little bit more fluid and colorful. That's really all it is. But Nintendo could do that. Nintendo on its own could do that. There's no way that Borderlands 3 costs more than a Nintendo game. There's probably no way for it. So for it not to cost that much and then sell 8 million copies, you're already selling on three platforms versus Nintendo selling on their own platform. There's Why is it that you made all this money? Because you had to recoup the cost already. It don't take that much to recoup the cost for to make Borderlands 3. So if you already recoup the cost and you're making more money, is 2K taking a lot of their portion out? Is Randy Pritchford taking his portion out? And then all the unemployees are not getting paid what they were supposed to be owed. Because if they were supposed to get a bonus, if they reach a certain milestone of sales, they need to get their money. And selling eight, just selling eight million alone, allegedly selling eight million alone, they should have been had that bonus. They should have had that bonus by December or whenever this game sold that much cop, that many copies. There, yeah. there is possibly no way they should not have that. Well, like like I said, it's all it's it's a little bit more conf- like complex because it is. Mm-hmm. It's those bonuses were based around the share shares that they own of the company of of the company itself. So, like, I don't know what kind of stuff, you know, like went into that as to why they didn't get as much as they were supposed to. But the bottom line is, is like they yeah, they they're basically, yeah, not getting the the amounts you know according to how many shares or whatever they own of the company that they're Mm -hmm. supposed to be getting for some reason and and i think a lot of people would like to know but but like i said what it all comes down to is this is a perfect example of why we need unions in in the game industry because like this kind of stuff should not be able to happen. Like the the a person like Randy Pitchford should not have that thing that they can dangle over their heads and like I said, literally use them as a shield that if someone wants to have a negative thought about the way he's doing things and not buy a game, in the end it doesn't hurt him. It it hurts those shareholders, the people and the the people who are working on those games. They don't hold enough of those shares to so to it, get anything in the first place. So, so now it, he's it comes, now it him comes, doing that stuff is taking it, money away from it, them. It comes to the question of where is your moral standard for your company at? Why are you not supporting or fighting for your employees? If yeah. they're the ones that's coming in and they're the ones that got to do the crunch, so the company could stay afloat. 
you shouldn't receive no $12 million. You should be spending that $12 million to get to your employees and whatever else the company needs. That's mm-hmm. why everybody was mad at Activision and Bobby Kodak because you let all of these people go and then you hired somebody else and gave them like a $40 million bonus or something, a signing bonus or whatever that thing is. And people were pissed off at Bobby Kodak because that's and Activision, you got all of this money. Why are you cutting these people? And why are you hiring somebody who not who really we don't know in the gaming sphere? Why they're getting a bonus? Probably it's, because in the in the long run, they probably even giving them bonuses probably mm-hmm. still saved money because a lot of those people that they got rid of may have been senior enough that they were making you know, quite a bit or demanding quite a bit of money where where it would have actually been cheaper for them to get rid of them and mm. then give someone new and then give them bonuses and they still would have saved money. Like, because well, it- unfortunately you see that a lot in, in places where, you know, like a lot of, a lot of businesses see people as disposable and, and, and they would, they would love to get rid of if they could every single person who's been there for, for years and is making way more money than what it costs to get start, you know, pay for starting because if they can get rid of all the seniors that have been there for a while, they can cut their budget back and, or have a bigger budget. And then they can, the problem with that, the problem with that is, is that even if they cut the budget, the people who still in charge are still going to be making some money. You cut yeah. that person to get the budget, but the Call of Duty sells whatever it sells, and they're making the money. They're making yeah. the bonus. Then they can that's, give themselves bonuses. Yeah. And that's what people are upset about. Definitely with yeah. Randy Pitchford, definitely with Bobby Kodak. It's just like, even if you fire or let these people go, no bonuses should be given at all. Yeah, none whatsoever that, but, because when that, that information unfortunately that's indeed. never how people who run right. businesses do because it because when that <laughs> right because when that information comes out the gamers the people who are buying your products they're the ones that are upset they see that this is uh uh this is unjust and this is not equal and yeah. it's and it, and it really sucks because i feel like activision shouldn't make Activision is in a weird, weird situation in a sense, mm-hmm. where a lot Blizzard has f- kind of fallen from grace from where they were at. Activision, even though Call of Duty is a hit with them, that's really the only game that's got that got going for them. And no disrespect to you, Jesse, but. If you know that wrong stuff is going on, people feel like you shouldn't be supporting Infinity War and Treyarch and all the people who make the Call of Duty games. Because when you buy those games, you're feeding to Bob Kodak and thinking it's right that he could do, he could receive whatever bonuses he wants to, wants to receive, even though he he made a decision or the board made a decision or whatever to do something. Uh, that felt dishonest and unjust. But because you have a love for a particular that particular series for that game, you'll support it anyway. Mm, you know, not, and, not and, necessarily and, because and, that I mean, that's why I said though. That's why I said you can't you can't not buy a game 
uh, because you don't like what the CEO is doing and think that that's going to hurt him because it's not going to hurt him. Well, it's well, going to hurt all the people that it, that you don't want it to hurt. And, and, and that's and, it. And, and, and so that's the, in other words, and that's keep buying games that you want to buy because, right. because un, and, unfortunately and, that like, and, that's not the way to, you know, and, and that, and that's the thing about it kind of with Activision and a little bit with Gearbox is that it's not that you don't want to, that you don't want to buy it sometimes because you are you have a love or adoration for this particular series of a game you're you f- sometimes force yourself to buy it you know to, to buy that particular game for that brand and that series and well, and, I, and it's it's that's why i said that that's why it feels weird with this gearbox thing is that you did a whole showboat thing to get people to see the latest Borderlands 3. You sold enough to you should have had your um you should have had your budget back. Why is it that why is it that the people who came to make this game are not receiving their portion that you as a CEO promise if you love and you cared about the company and that there's videos of you saying all of this and how you guys are a family you work together if you're saying all of this why are you treating them this way in that manner mm-hmm. if you got this kind of bonus your bonus should have went to yes i did get 12 million guess what i'm gonna do I'm gonna spend it my 12 million and pro- give deliver it to the people who really worked on this game because I promised them. If Iwata could take a price cut because of the Wii U f- was failing, and most of other people in Nintendo was doing it, Bobby Kodak and Randy Pitchford, Bobby Kodak is just an example, and Randy Pitchford should be able to do the same thing so that his employees. So not his employees. So those employees can receive their bonus and get paid. And you fulfill the promise and the word that you delivered to the team who came together to make this eight million, this eight million selling game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, and like I said, it, you know, this is all alleged. I've, you know, obviously you because we don't, we don't know for sure. No. But you yes. know, but unfortunately, this kind of thing can ultimately be talked about in in general because it happens this these kinds of things happen a lot everywhere and and you know big businesses and stuff and ultimately unfortunately at this point there there's nothing that we can do uh, unless we're like personally have any experience in starting unions or would know how to help something like that happen but you know ultimately the you know if this isn't if this did actually happen and the, he said the things that he said to the people it's in the ball is in, in the developers court now. And now they are the ones, unfortunately that have to make something happen. You know, it's, if this, you know, getting, getting the message out to us, unfortunately it, it doesn't do a, a whole lot for them as far as just regular people like you and me, and, you know, I mean, other than us talking about it, you know, and hopefully that, that will be enough to, to get something rolling. But 
but something's got to be done now. And, and unfortunately the people working there are the ones who are going to have to put in the work to, to if they want to make, make this change and make, make it, you know, something different, you know, be it if they ha- if they feel like they have to just walk away from it, you know, that's fine. But, um, but ultimately that, that won't solve a whole lot either, but I do understand that, you know, people have, uh, you know, well, families and things that they've got to worry about. And so you do what you got to do to be able to survive. But at the same time, <clears throat> you've, you know, you've got to, we, you know, unfortunately people that are in the positions that they're in are going to have to do something. So this doesn't happen. Things like this don't happen. And, you know, and, and it's not easy. It's never, yeah. it never is to never start is. unions or any of those kinds of things because there's, you know, there's a lot of people that, that know that try to stomp those kinds of things out. Um, but, but ultimately I'm, you know, there, there needs to be something, there needs to be some kind of, of, you know, security for, for people that are working at these places for things like this to not be able to happen. And, and, and some people, the, the gamers are, who are upset and seeing stuff like this, Mm -hmm. they feel like this is unethical and this is unmoral. Uh, mm-hmm. And because of the history of Randy Pitchford and the way that he has done things, this just is adding more crap to the cake, <laughs> yeah. I should say. And a lot of people just feel a lot of people are getting to the point where they don't love seeing Randy Pitchford or his name. They don't mm-hmm. they don't want to support him, but he's connected to a company who really knows how to make how to make great games and it sucks that in order for them to keep them afloat they have to keep Randy Pitchford afloat this mm-hmm. unethical and unjust and unmoral mm-hmm. man well, that's that's what gamers are seeing and it, and it, he you know with the the hard drive the porn uh, the the aliens, colonial marines, all of this stuff that has been following Randy Pitchford has given a lot of people has given a lot of people feelings of we don't want to support you, but yet there is a fan base who will support him who may ignore all of this all of this because. Gearbox makes one of their favorite games, and as long as they get to make their favorite games in that series, they will well, do whatever. Yeah, and there's just, I mean, ignorance where people there. Not everyone like pays attention to what's mm. going on behind something. Like they, you know, they just see a game and they're like, "Oh, I like that game," and they know nothing about the company. They know nothing about the way the company is ran. They know nothing about. The people who run the company, they don't know any of the names of the people who run the, you know, there's a lot of people that just don't, don't pay attention to stuff on a level like, you know, mm-hmm. like we do or whatever. And, um, and you know, and that's not, that's not necessarily anyone's fault, but, but I yeah. mean, you know, like that's the thing is, like I said, ultimately the unfortunately the the ball is in the developers' court now, and they've got to decide what what they're gonna do from this point on. Um, yeah. Whether whether they're gonna you know just 
just sit back and and just let it happen because they, they you know some people might not have a choice like i said but yes i i, I feel like this day and age what you know the gaming industry makes more more money than than movies and and music combined so like it it's the biggest money making business right now and so so there's plenty of jobs out there for people for developers and there's plenty of places for people to go you know if they really do not like the way that he's doing things and are just sick of it they I feel like a lot of people would would support these people that are dealing with stuff, you know. And and there's a lot of great you know, uh, developer companies and stuff out there and groups that that are just looking for people. You know, you constantly hear about developer companies and and groups looking for you know people who have who have experience in this this type of game and people who you know like. So I feel I feel like you know like if they were to walk away and and this did come out more public and and there's more proof of of this kind of stuff going on that that there'd be a lot of people out there and a lot of companies that would be uh, welcoming and you mm-hmm. know open their hands up because you know just like uh, any other business not not all people who run businesses are you know are shady. Or, or you know, aren't 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 respectful of of the positions underneath them, you know. So, so yeah, it's it's an unfortunate like big mess. <laughs> yeah, but everybody, we're gonna leave it there. Uh, hopefully, we'll hear from Corey and Ray's perspective sometime uh, on mm-hmm. this. But uh, we would love to hear what you guys think. You can hit us on Twitter at BossRushGames, and you can email us at BossRushGamesPro at gmail.com. We really want to hear what you guys think. But with that, everybody, um, you can find me on Twitter at ThatBretrico and check out Optional Opinion on SoundCloud and Nintendo Pod Block and other podcasts here on BossRushGames.com. Jesse, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me almost everywhere as PhantomNXS. Yes, and you can find me on Xbox as the Lyrical One, uh, PSN as Okami, um, and my Switch uh, number is in my profile on my Twitter page. But then, everybody, have a great week, have a great day, have a great night, whenever you hear this. And that's always, while we are in quarantine, let's be better to one another. But come on, everybody, let's play a lot of games. With that, everybody, we'll see you next time on Bosch Rush Podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye. Cat saying bye, too. Ha, <laughs>